Never let your GM have access to your sheet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So, um, Bonham, uh, clearly, clearly the young Mr. Um, Godfrey has gotten himself into a little bit of a bind after being pushed into the path of um, weird ant thing. Is that something you care about? At the moment, I do care at least in as far as he is holding a valuable piece of artifact evidence. Do you feel that dagger in your heart there, Godfrey? <laughs> I mean, out of us all, he's a fighting man, so I'm sure he has a fighting chance. Okay, so it's not worth writing a belief about, I suppose. Oh, uh, you have a belief. Okay, okay. It would be nice to get the sword out, you know, for evidence. Okay. For evidence of what? Mostly my plan is, I know I have to go back to the chapter house and report. And so, as an educated and literate person, I think the monsieur would be a good witness. And also having the pirates come exhibit the treasure before they sell it would also be good corroboration for the things that I am gonna for my reports. And Monsieur is uh The who? Monsieur is Ledin Dandon. Okay. I don't really know his real name, so I have started calling him the Monsieur. <laughs> okay, why so why why I know this is maybe the bothersome point in time to ask you about all this, but uh, it may be important. So wh why does it matter to to, uh, to Bonham that he gets out alive? Is it to make sure that somebody corroborates the story then? Yes, that is a, a big part of it. All right. So it sounds like maybe the belief should be something like, um, I need Monsieur to corroborate my quote-unquote story. Uh, and then the action is get him out alive or make sure he gets out alive or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think that's my only real comment on your beliefs currently, since, uh, we're, we're in the, we're on the ass end of the, of the scenario here. God free. All aiming high, uh, to, to the, <laughs> to the tune of, accepts aiming high. Uh, I adore her, so I will do my best to show her leadership that she's been a fool to follow Danton. Okay. So certainly aiming high. So I will make sure her ladyship escapes the ru from the ruins. And of course, I will defeat the emissary of the crawler. Okay. My instincts still uh, apply. Shoot first, ask questions later, rescue the fair damsel. So I am double dipping, but what the hey, double dip. Well, it's, it's all right if instincts and, and are similar. Fine. Okay, and for Crowley, get back to the ruins and get the treasures from the ancient chest. Right, because you left it there. Rescue Wilton and Bonham from the ants. Okay, and of course, if you if a third pops up, you're um, free to fill it in whenever. Good stuff. Okay, I don't need to complicate things at the very last leg necessarily. Well, yeah, somewhere in the back of your head, Susan, you are aware that what Danton has now done is essentially agreed to commit to making this sacrifice for the crawler to let you go. Ah, uh, that's bad because that's going to interfere with his uh his good relations with the Allmaker, I think. I think that's going to interfere with his faith. Not impossible. He's falling in with his faith. You don't know who he really worships. He says I'll make her. This is also true. <laughs> he may be uh, going up in ranks now. Well, given everything else that I've seen and felt over the course of the campaign, I think if he was really a crawler worshiper, he would have been all in on me getting as corrupt as possible in the well. So Having you take his place where he thinks he belongs. Yes, of course. I just can't follow your train of thought a lot of the time. Well, John is always skirting off on exotic theories, <laughs> right and left. But anyway, uh, since you are aware, right, of this, this, this event and what it means, you kind of have a choice here. Are you, are you inclined to let the sacrifice happen? And to be clear here, this could have repercussions for your state of corruption or incorruption. 
on the one hand, I'm not particularly overly fond of Mr. Godfrey. On the other hand, I would like the crawler to never have anything go its way ever again. I hate <laughs> I hate the dang thing. It kind of gives me a different life goal now that I've given up the one. Mm-hmm. I don't want the crawler to get a sniff, and uh, I would rather that this sacrifice be averted. Okay. I assume then that you want to involve yourself in this in this fight. I am going to have to, yeah. In that case, do not record any further corruption tests for now. We'll see what happens. Instead, how are you currently intending to involve yourself in the in the fight? Do you intend to go in with a spell? Do you intend to go in with a dagger or a pistol or what do you have? As far as I'm aware, I currently have a belaying pin and my ability to cast spells. So I can either lunge forward and try to grab Mr. Godfrey's shirt or something, try to keep him from going too far forward so that he doesn't go straight into the jaws and has a little bit more of a chance to respond to the situation. I think that might be the first thing that I do, is try to physically stop him from going too far forward. Okay, uh, I think it's a little late for that. It's gonna... yeah, if that's going to be too difficult, then yeah. we'll be going to the fear, probably. Not that I think that this thing would be a, at all susceptible to it, because it's currently being driven by a god. You may have to gain its attention, right, because it has to look at you? That's true. And it is looking at the morsel that's being put in front of it presently, I'm sure. Now, this is this is like things that are going through Susan's mind as you can see the turkey give Godfrey a push, right, in the direction. So basically, we've done the typical TV. It's a rewind a little bit. We're reshooting the scene where I get pushed forward. And so instead of me being under the thing, looking up at it, I'm being pushed forward into the thing. You're always in the air. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to uh, snap forward, get in Godfrey's square, so to speak. And uh, I guess put the hand up in front of him and make the gesture. You know, I'm not going to help you in this because I'm basically defending myself. So Yes. Uh, let me be clear about what you want. You want to interpose yourself between Godfrey and the... Is that what I'm hearing? The ant, the emissary. Otherwise, I don't see how it's going to see the gesture. We're back full circle to the freaking pirates in the first session, but... <laughs> Except this is a lot worse than them. Okay. We'll, we'll judge who gets to do exactly what, when, by the, um, you know, where you are in relation to each other with, with the engagement role. So the first thing you would do in fight is we'd, we do an engagement role. And in order to do an engagement role, we need to figure out what everybody's relative weapon length is, what their stride is in relation to each other. I think the ant has a larger stride, but Godfrey has a longer reach technically with the sword so whatever bonus you know you you each get a bonus die and i think susan is i need to go roll my height to find out what my stride is <laughs> now if you're a normal human human it should be seven if you need them uh there i'm gonna drop some couple of like bernie wheel fight sheets for for the gold edition into the chat so you have the action matrix and you have the actual fight description if you don't have access to the book or if you want a reference, a quick reference. The one that isn't the action matrix on page two, you can see a quick overview of like, okay, so this is what you do. Here, here is how the terrain functions. Here, here's how positioning works and so forth. It's, it's a little abbreviated, not super helpful unless you don't have a, unless you have the book handy as well. But, you know, it's something at least. The first thing which you won't need the, any of the PDFs or the books for is simply a um, speed test. Uh, and this is a versus test against everybody else involved in the fight. And this is to present yourself in a way that you are in the, the most advantageous position and your opponent is at the worst possible position for their relative weapon length. The ant gets a bonus die for its stride. Godfrey gets a bonus die for his sword. And Bonham will simply roll speed. Spend your arthur on this because I only got two, and I'd rather save the arthur uh, for when I actually stick it or shoot it. So obstacle one. Yeah, for now, since we don't know what it's going to be rolling, and you're also technically rolling against each other to see whether or not you know 
where you are in relation to each other, essentially. Ooh, I got six. Can can you spend fate on the engagement roll? I don't see why not. It's a it's a straight up uh, speed test. So yeah. Oh well. Speed fate goes up to two. Hey, you can spend a fate on that too. Also, you got a six. Okay. Oh, and you succeed, so we tie. Okay, so you both have three successes. All right. Uh, one, two, three, four. Four. Okay, it could, it could go first. So the ant is, it's not about really going first. It's about who has the best position for applying its, uh, its weapons. Technically, you all act simultaneously. So the ant is going to be at an advantage. And since it has essentially knife hands, shortest range, and poor uh, Wilton is at sword. Actually, it's short, right? Yes. Yes. So you're only at plus one obstacle penalty for, you know, attacks. Defense is, uh, defending actions are, are perfectly viable still at the normal obstacle. Or if you want to attack with the sword, it's plus one up. Okay. I have uh, four reflexes. So I get two, one, one, or one, two, one, or one, one, two. Right. So uh, this takes us to the scripting part, which is where you decide what you're going to do and um you have to array your actions according to the the number of in the your reflex exponent so if you have reflexes before then it's four actions over three volleys so it could be two in the first one then one or one two one or one one two however you prefer so i mean i should do a one two one because that way i can sit something up in one and play off it in two and sort of follow up in three yeah, I think I'll do a one, two, one. Yeah, don't tell me it's a, it's a. This is rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, don't be afraid to like. Uh, if you want to give each other pointers, like uh, think about doing this or think about doing that, then you know, be my guest. I I gotta look up some of these moves and know what the hell they do. Now, if you want to do this here, Tad, I do believe that's like. Is it two actions? It's a one action. Oh, very cool. In that case. Uh, it should work like any other form of action you can script, right? You simply do the fear, and maybe that's your first action. And I say, and since you're at least tied uh, your engagement control with um, with Wilton, you're in a position to be able to do the fear. Okay. And that is a handy, handy spell. Gotta say, of course, only work works once, so that's a fair fair trade off. I cannot wait for you to flub this roll and like transform it into like a dragon or something. <laughs> and of course, if you have actions that that take more than one, you want to script something that takes more than one action, then you have to split it up over potentially several volleys. Oh, like great strike is actually a, takes two strike, takes two volleys then. And the first action is a setup action, not not two volleys, but two actions, right? So if you put the two, if you put the great strike in the two volley, then you can do it in the same volley. But the first action, right? is essentially a stand and drool action when you're while you're setting up the strike. So keep that in mind. For scripting, do I need to like write down what I'm doing and then we... Yeah, so you essentially plan out um, a, a set of actions uh, ahead of time, and then we reveal them one action at a time. That's what I did. I wrote in my character sheet and then in the additional notes what my three volleys are. Do we have to do all of the volleys right now or just the first volley? Well, we, you gotta write all three down. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's all all three volleys, but uh, but the, only the first exchange, which is three volleys, and you you have to distribute the your your reflexes um, number uh, in terms of actions across the the three. And we can still fork in skills, correct? If appropriate, like if you if you're fighting somebody, you know, if you have a knife and you're fighting somebody with this with a spear and you have the spear skill, of course you can fork in spear. You know how it works. Uh, and Tad, like you don't have to like super duper overthink things. Um, sometimes the simplest script is, is the cleverest script. <laughs> and there are pretty much like uh, a generalized action for just about anything, including running away. Simplest is the cleverest. So maybe I'll change my second volley. Well, you do what you want to do, obviously, but there's no shame in, in like scripting strike, strike, strike. Uh, you know, it may not be very inventive or creative, but you're going to hit eventually, right? <laughs> and if we survive the first volley, we get to do it again. 
the, the first three volleys, we get to do it again. I don't know. It probably would have been perfectly reasonable for me to have come from the boat with a pistol this time, wouldn't I? Yeah. And be able to have one shot at least. So we'll look at that soon. Is we ready? Yeah, I've scripted. All okay. right. So let's all reveal our very first action in the first volley. Mm-hmm. So I'll go in. first. The uh, emissary is attempting to tackle poor Wilton. Wilton's trying to block. Okay. So you look okay. at your action first, right? You have a block. Block, yes. Right? And then you look at your opponent's action up top. Uh, uh, doing dash it. mark. Dash mark. Whatever it's called. Okay. Yeah, it's a dash. Which means you, you don't do jack. And the crawler's doing a standard power test plus 1D at half my speed. So that's going to that'll be an obstacle two. Oh dear. Okay. Oh dear. What's his, what's, what's his power? 10? Well, it's going to be eight with the bonus die. Oh, uh, test your power with a plus D advantage plus stride advantage. So he actually gets two extra dice. So it's nine dice. Okay. Let's see if he succeeds first. And I'll go through what, what happens specifically. And then we're, we'll do the fear, which happens simultaneously. You may actually, if it succeeds, you may actually save uh, poor Wilton from being <laughs> locked, chewed, and stabbed, uh, stung. Sorry. I do have to save him to save uh, the monsieur's soul. Okay, so that's one, two successes, and it's a six, but yeah. I mean, that's better than I thought. I mean, there's, you know, we tied. Which, mean, which means he's, he meets the obstacle, right? Stagger your opponent. He's at plus one obstacle to his next test, whatever it may be. If you win mm-hmm. the versus test, by okay, he did not. Okay, so never mind. Right, so you're now at plus plus an extra obstacle for your next test, whatever it is. Um, yep. And the fear. Let's have the fear. Yeah. No forking, probably. Astrology would work. It's the bastard <laughs> thing where if you roll a one, you have to roll again, and if it's a failure. Yeah. Yeah, and I look up in the stars, and it looks like. Slug, squid, ding. Gosh darn it. The sky is a slot machine. <laughs> Look up and pull the, pull the one-armed bandit lever. <laughs> Let's have it come up. It needs to come up all hammer and anvils. <laughs> Might as well spend a persona on this because do I just leave the obstacle as one? And... No, uh, the obstacle is three. I'm sorry. Because it's not against its will. It's against... The spell's difficulty. Yeah. Any sixes? Is well, it an obstacle? Take a look. It's, it is two sixes. And Cersei's open-ended by default? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Is it an up spell? What do you mean by up? Uh, do you get bonus uh, effects if you get more? I don't, I don't think it is an up spell. I think it is no. flat three. Okay, so you just do it. So it'll just make a steel test. And that is... As I bring it visions of hammers and anvils and and <laughs> ant chitin being used to make armor for people. He's actually affected. Uh, the emissary, you can you can see the emissary sort of tackling. I mean, the, the reaction is delayed because he, uh, the ant was in such a, like a rush, this big, huge, freaking black, yellow striated thing. It's already in motion. It into Wilton, and you can see it be affected by your spell because you were right there next to next to Wilton. So to be fair, is a steel open ended, and he's got two sixes. Of course, it's of course it's open ended. And okay. the devil comes to smile on you. Yeah, we see who the devil's back in this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this case, you don't see anything in uh, mm-hmm. uh, effect. Crowley gets a deeds for being the devil's advocate. <laughs> okay, so unfortunately, Bonham, uh, the this emissary is simply too used to weird witchery, apparently. Um, yeah, you probably, you probably feel the spell taking effect, but um, it it just it, it but it is me. being driven by a god or a devil. But you were Not very be- close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For a level one adventure, you were very close. <laughs> okay, so that was exchange number one. Does anyone mm-hmm. have a second action in the first volley? I nope. do. My second action. Void. Void. Oh. Okay, you 
You dexterously avoid as, as you planned. You sidestep, you're out of harm's way, no problem. The crawler's, crawler emissary seems to be intent on Wilton, so... There was no action for me to block. No. So, volley number two, action number one. So my next action is block again. And Tad, or Susan? Uh, faint. Excellent. Lock for the ant. Uh, so let's uh, faint, since, since you are not being targeted. Bonham, you're nothing. Skill versus power. So my skill versus its power, or my power versus its skill? So if I'm looking for its, uh, from its perspective, a lock versus a block uh, would be its power versus your skill, your block skill. Okay, so my block skill would be what, my brawling then? Or sword. Ah, sword, I can fork in brawling. Uh, yeah. So I got my sword out anyway, so I'm busy just trying to wedge in there and pry, it, pry its damn mouth open. Yeah, so you know this guy is going to be rolling a power of seven. Mm-hmm. So you know it has seven. Yeah. So, any art done? Not this time around. I want to save that for when I actually take a poke at it. So your sword skill, plus your balance die, plus mm-hmm. uh, a die for brawling. I can roll first. Let's see what he rolls. Uh, yeah, only two. So I got six. Shabby. Another fate point I'm going to spend on my sword. So it gives it two, and I re-roll that six. So I got a six. So yeah, got a six versus its two. Yep. So you you managed to block the the huge crushing mandibles that are bearing down on you. You managed to get some some um, leverage, pushing them aside, sticking your sword in there. So are we into second actions now. Yes, second action of. Uh, volley number two. Strike. And I have a lock. I think you just strike versus op one, right? Strike versus lock. Yeah. Standard uh, skill test. But you have but. a since your your uh, engagement didn't go so terribly well, uh, you are at plus one obstacle penalty. Mine should have been at plus one as well, but not that it matters with six successes. So it's two now. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is where I'm going to spend that one point of order. I want to stick this little son of a bitch. Ooh, any sixes? Yes! One six. There we go. Yep. I got I got at least one success. One one success over. Okay. Uh and you had a versus armor of two, right? Yep. And what is an incidental hit? Incidental is four. Four. Okay. Let me see what that is. Okay, so it takes a superficial while we we see you bracing against, you know, you're you're mm-hmm. kind of in the <laughs> like in the in the mandibles, trying, you know, wrenching them open, like hacking at this thing. It's trying to close them uh, around you and push you down into into the ground where you can't move. So it's going to do its seven strength versus your block versus strike. Oh, so it's a standard power test, and the obstacle is half of your power. Yeah, that's a good question. Are we on still in action two? Yeah, yeah. It happens at the same time as you're you're hacking it. Power, my power is four C's. He's got to be a two. <laughs> Boom. One, two, and a six. Okay. So if he meets the obstacle, what happens? Or meet your obstacle in a standard test, you grab your opponent. His agility, speed, power, and fort, and his fighting, shooting, and magical skills are all reduced by one die. So he so finds crush in and yeah. you know you, you feel yourself like constricting you know your elbows sho- shoved into the side of your your body on one side and you're like ah crap basically no damage he's just he's got a good hold of me exactly i should keep in mind that he has those mandibles they actually give plus 2d to locks so i'm gonna roll 2d I'm roll two extra dice <laughs> just to see if he gets any additional two successes on that figures of course yes what happens then? Each additional success reduces your bonus abilities by another point. Okay, so you lose three from ah. agility, speed, power, and fort, and your fighting, shooting, and magical skills. Yikes. As he's really constricting, like the mandibles mm-hmm. just start probably pushing you into the ground as well. Have any of these been reduced to zero? No. Uh, not that you're shooting, but I guess your firearms maybe down to one or zero? It's down to zero. Yeah. Brawling's uh, down to minus one and sword's down to one. Okay. Final volley. First action, final volley. What what has everyone got? 
Well, I look at the big chart and I don't see a shoot anywhere on it. So I figured the strike meant both. Uh, sure. Uh, I think, though, that um, if you're using a pistol that is in a fight, uh, let me check real quick. It has two actions. So you oh. have two actions to fire a gun. Well, there's snapshot. So this starts my action, and I have to do commit the and first action of the next exchange to also this thing. Unless you're snapshotting. Uh, is a snapshot... Oh, no, we got to look in the damn book. Could I just go with the belaying pin and delay this question? Well, one action, yes, one action. You can snapshot. Mm-hmm. Reduces the, the action by one. It's an ob four test, though. Kind of yeah. in a little bit of a bind there. Yeah. If you don't have the firearm skill, that's going to be an ob eight. It is an ob eight, yeah. Oh, you know what? Hit it with the belaying pin. That's easier. Yes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then get myself a little bit of room. Okay, so I've got two successes against whatever its defense is. Okay. Its action in the first action in the final volley is another lock against uh, poor uh, Wilton. Uh, it should just be a straight up uh, test for you. Standard skill test, obstacle one. So uh, congratulations, you succeed. In- succeed. Yeah. Nice. Yes. You, 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 on- you whack it with the belaying pin as it's crushing poor Wilton into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it worth fading that uh, six there? Uh, or is it a straight ob? How many fates do you have? Like 10? I got like 12 right now, I think. Yeah, like I've spent it. <laughs> yeah. The more successes you generate, the higher the chance that you're going to get add, meaning you'll do more damage if okay. you damage anything. So essentially all found weapons, quote unquote, have an add of two. Uh, if you have three successes, then you do meet uh, the two add, which means you make a, you a mark hit. And uh-huh. what would this be? This would be like a, it might be power one. Yeah, equivalent to a to a stone grabbing a stone and smacking someone somebody with it. It's like using a club. It's not that big though. Well, it's something. It's more violence than I've ever <laughs> so, succeeded so at. We take uh, your power, which is three, and we add it to the one uh, power for the the belaying pin, so four. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna see if it's. Chitin protects it. Uh, it one success, so yes, since the blame ping does not have versus armor. So you give it a good whack, but it, it does that annoying, like, bounce off immediately thing, flies off some of the hardened chitin. It remains uninjured. Oh, 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 uh, important oh, oh. thing. I forgot to add its obstacle penalty for, for your whack. I thi- No, wait, it, since it happened at the same time. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I haven't done its lock yet. But now that I'm doing its lock, I'm going to add the obstacle penalty from, from your superficial cut, uh, Wilton. So it's doing uh, a lock against my block. So it's I get no. I get a plus one from my sword. I get one for my skill now. Yep. None from my brawling. Oh, because brawling is zero? Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. So I get a total of two dice. You can still win out. Whatever, whatever uh, points you generate, uh, will, I will increase it by one for its obstacle penalty. Hey, spend that, spend that fate. So we're ready at a two, three. Devil. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite the devil, but in the neighborhood of the devil. So is that four then with the the final obstacle penalty? Um, three. Yeah, successes. that would be a four. That would be a four. Yes, four all told. It has to beat with the nine lock. One, two, three. So that is not sufficient. So he does not manage to actually lock you any more than you are already locked. You know, you mm-hmm. manage to block. You you withstand the the continual pressure from the the crushing mm-hmm. metal. And now it's time for round two. Oh, <laughs> does anybody have a final? Oh, that's right. Action in volley three. Uh, I bet it does. It does. Yes. It has a sting. That's right. It's got that damn stinger. So it'll be a yeah. strike then, wouldn't it? So now that you're practically immobile, here comes mm-hmm. the stinger. And so that'd be a strike then, wouldn't it? Uh, no, it's a well. Yeah, technically it's a strike, I guess. So that and I'm doing a block, so it's still I still get to squirm a little bit. Anything, I think. 
it's uh, obstacle one, I think, versus it's, well, obstacle two, since it's, uh, mm -hmm. you whacked it in the head. So need two successes to succeed. Uh, I get three, three four, four, sir. Okay, okay. Uh, now injecting me with its vile secretions. I got to see what the stinger has for, for add. I don't think I'm wearing any high of armor. No. Very, nobody is really. No. <laughs> well, I guess it is, but that's not, not its fault, technically. It was born this way. Okay, so uh, it's a mark hit, which mm. means I'm going to want an obstacle five health test from poor Wilton. Not going to spend anything because I want to save that persona for when I die. Super sixes. My last fate, but yeah, I got them. Nope. I the marginal failure is temporarily subtracted from speed and power exponents. Yeah, I'm at zero. Which means the final, finally, Bonham, you see that the emissary uh, stings poor Wilton in the body, and the the uh, back, like thorax, kind of shudders as it's pumping venom into this in, into your poor <laughs> companion uh, who goes limp. It lifts him up, and you can continue fighting if you want to, but yeah, Wilton, Wilton's done for this yeah. fight. Sword drops I'd... from my hand and falls to the ground. You can get the sword back. The scabbard's <laughs> still on my belt. Well, maybe I should erase everything that I had written down for exchange two. <laughs> I had jumped to the gun, I guess. Up to you, right? You can continue fighting, but but mm -hmm. it, it looks a bit grim. And, and the turkey's just standing there, like, uh, watching, like, yep, this is just desserts. Is he smiling? He's not even He's standing smiling. and drooling? Not smiling. He's just standing there watching, like, yep, this is... He's not standing there afraid, though. No, no. I no. mean, this was like, yeah, you, know, you, you play with the devils, this is what happens. Superior, perhaps, like mi mildly superior, you know, supercilious in that kind of religious righteousness fashion. Man. That's a good description of what he looks like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my personal <laughs> attitude is declining a bit. I don't think he's really going to keep the uh, the favor of the All Father for that. Do you do you relent? Do you do you stop fighting, Susan? I wonder how well I'm going to be able to get its prize away from it. I would like to have help, but I'm going to see if I can't drag Wilton off of the stinger and ask for help from the Monsieur in doing so. And if I can manage to disengage Wilton from this thing, then I guess I'm going to be dragging him, trying to withdraw back into the ruins. Okay. I'd rather that this thing not eat him, because I would just rather that the sacrifice not be completed. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has been claimed now right he's dangling from the from the mandibles as this this ant is lifting him up and essentially essentially preparing to turn around and leave with its gift is Wilton basically too high off the ground for me to no 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 you you could okay. uh, you could try to grab him yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to grab Wilton. okay all right uh let's just do a versus power test and see if if you can actually dislodge wilton <laughs> from this thing Versus power. Yep. It only has two successes, so it's rolling exactly like Prince Fandral used to. I have met the obstacle. Which means it's Defender that uh, the Defender um, wins. It perhaps would, would you read some like low note of disdain in its, its ant-like body language as it sort of jerks Wilton away from you and marches off into the dark. The smaller ants that have stood like, you know, like guard posts around you, they start to like back away and move away into the, the grass and the jungle. I do not think that the Allmaker will look kindly on what you've done, making Perhaps. sacrifice to another god. Nevertheless, we should repair to a place of safety and see if I can think of another move. Anyway, the, uh, the cannons will be coming at light, I'm sure. Okay. We do the Batman, doo -doo 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 -doo, and you know we're suddenly the two of you are walking into um, camp where the pirates are are uh, pretty much by now finished setting up everything they need for moving at first light to essentially take the city by force or the outpost by force and claim the treasure. 
Oh yeah, and there's Crowley, I guess. Yeah, Crowley. Finally, you see two the two of your three missing companions walking into camp. Walton didn't make it. No, he didn't. I tried to retrieve the body from the monster that took him, but I, I thought you guys were just gonna hunker down and hide out till we could come get you. That was that was what he wanted, and it probably would have been better. But I did not want the Monsieur to be. I did not want the turkey to be eaten. Now I've, well, he's paid the price for my arrogance in that, or for eyesight in that form. So while you just, uh, start rolling out with your cannons, I guess. And what's the, the turkey doing? Well, he's kind of, he's in camp now, and he's here, he's observing what you are doing. Yeah, a superficial read uh, would suggest that he's uh, he he seems a lot more calm. Although there's always that roiling little fanaticism going on, um, but he's not as like intense as he was when you left him. Okay. Yeah. Then we're we're heading out with the cannons and our flintlocks and gonna blow the crap out of some ants. <laughs> okay. So, um, first things first, uh, um, we forgot uh, tax for our poor sorceress, our witch. Okay, so I need to make a fort. Versus obstacle three, I think, for the fear. Yep. No problem. She was built to fort. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing she's really good at. (laughs) Yep. Endless spells. (laughs) Okay. All right, so... um, the parts start moving, and um, you want to sit down in camp and prepare for, for, for a transformation, or is that what I'm hearing, Susan? It might be good if I get a little bit of distance, so that if something really goes wrong, that uh, it won't bring calamity down upon the camp, because I would like to get uh, get the excavation crew out alive also. All right. So uh, tag along with the, the pirates for a bit? Yeah. While they're setting up, you, you, I guess, somewhere between camp and the, the final, you know, the start of the assault line or whatever, right? That's where you start to yeah. do your, your hoodoo. Okay. Uh, so let's start with that so we know whether or not you're able, because if you're not, you might participate in the, in the ant genocide. So let's talk forks. <laughs> Astrology can always fork, but it can always screw me up too. Mm-hmm. Symbology can fork if I take my time with my circle, and what there's like careful casting or one of those. Yeah, I suppose you could take some time, but that also means that uh, if you don't succeed, I'm obliged to bring in a time complication. I'm probably too emotional for that at the moment. All right. That uh, I'm failing as an officer. <laughs> I, I shouldn't leave a man behind. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we don't expect much out of the uh, the upper classes. They're pretty useless. You do not have the noblesse oblige uh, trait, so don't worry about it. <laughs> She's more and more acting like she should have it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe we'll vote it on next time. All right, you worry wart. Let's see how you do. All right, three sixes. <laughs> you just barely succeed then with the... And... I need to go ahead and fort for tax. Correct, correct, versus five. So now it's harder. What happens if it does drain me? Uh, you have to reduce your fort, I believe, by the difference. No, so it's a, it's a difference of two, and I guess I've got a sustained spell for as long as I'm a bird. Um, correct, pretty sure, if it says sustain. I'm double-checking your tax here. Falcon skin is sustained. Okay. So as long as you're maintaining your um, concentration, which costs you one will. So will is temporarily reduced to five. Other than that, excellent. Congratulations. Uh, you you are now falcon skin. Nice. <laughs> Just like the, the sorceress from He-Man. Um, Scout and uh, gather some intel. Aerial reconnaissance. Perfect. So you, you fly up on your aerial reconnaissance mission meanwhile the pirates are setting up their firing line uh you have the outpost in front uh you can see 
workarounds, uh, milling about, but there are, there seem to be fewer of them than there used to be. It's possible that you would be able to send a smaller contingent in to just fetch the chest if you wish to risk it, or you could just do start shooting and you know <laughs> level the entire place. I'd probably bring back what I'm able to learn to Crowley and the captain, deliver risk, a risk assessment. Okay. Make a plan from there. If you've agreed that you want to wait until uh, she brings you uh, intel, then we can do that first. We're still moving towards it and expect that she'll come back as we're nearing our objective there and give the report. Am I able to see anything that looks like a particularly big ant hole? Or... So uh, you have a uh, perception of five as a, um, as a falcon hawk. You know, I might be nice and give you the uh, observation B5 skill that they they have as well. Okay. Because otherwise, observation is uh, being learned for me. But let's say that, you know, this is kind of part and parcel of the, the shape. Yeah, let's, let's do observation, actually, versus three. Oh, dear. One. You can see uh, that there are fewer ants, uh, and you can see... I, I, Need to remember that I need to feed you some <laughs> failure conditions and success conditions before testing. Uh, but there you go. Note to self. Yeah, you can see that the the ant population has thinned out. Your first thought is perhaps that um, they must have uh, whatever business they've they've had here that is is probably done, or they've been drawn to a new place. You know, some some other place has has uh, drawn them for some reason but you don't know where that is. Then I will return to Crowley and the captain and return to human form and tell them there aren't nearly as many ants there now. I don't know if they've gone underground or if they've uh, been withdrawn to another place for some other purpose. But we're not going to find as many above ground to blow up when we arrive there. Oh, that's good news. I have to wonder if they went underground to... I don't know. Witness Mr. Godfrey being torn apart and consumed. Well, he was still alive when you left him. Well, I couldn't exactly take his vital signs, but he had been—he'd been stung and pumped full of venom, and I don't see how he could have survived. I tried to—I tried to wrench him out of the jaws of the giant insect that had him, but failed. But he was not eaten on the spot. He was taken away. Feed his body to their young or something. That's how creatures work, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you shot your guide, so... <laughs> we can go get a, at least a little bit of uh, vengeance. But first, let's get the that chest. A treasure? Okay, so you want to take a squad in and get the chest first? That's our. That's where we're moving to Make sure it's clear of ants. And if it's not clear of ants, then we'll blast them. Okay. All right. So, so you make it to a, a, you know, a distance where you can observe more or less the site. Uh, and you can see now, all of you, that um, there's a good deal less ants crawling around. And like I said previously, the, you could potentially take a smaller group and just try to, you know, dash in, grab the... Uh, the chest and dash out. If something were to happen, they'd they'd be a li little bit exposed, but you might be able to help them if you don't actually hit them accidentally with the artillery. Or you could take your chances with like just starting to blast the the ants that are there, and hopefully you know they'll they'll run off, and then you can dash in. Yeah, let's you know, get set up to cover. We'll write some Overwatch to a group that then we'll we'll go in and try to grab it. All right, who do you want to um, like lead the Overwatch uh, group? Is the captain good with cannons? Uh, he's probably good at ordering people to use the cannons. <laughs> he's a pretty young, inexperienced captain, but you know, you, you're pirates. You have at least one or two who know how to handle cannons. But I, I was thinking when you said Overwatch that maybe you like send a little contingent off to, to a side somewhere in the trees with muskets. That wouldn't be a bad idea either. Yeah, do that. We know Bert, the skinny pirate, the skinny, somewhat nervous pirate, and we know uh, we know Fat Charlie, 
of course, Fat Charlie, the quartermaster. If you want to circle up some uh, some other dude, um, yeah, I think we need somebody who's good uh, sniper type. Okay. Or Squinty. Okay, you want to find Squinty? Be right here, right now, in the middle of trouble. Yes, uh, obstacle three circles. And I have a reputation with the or affiliation with the crew. Success means you get somebody. Uh, failure means you're either not going to have anybody, or it's going to be somebody maybe is not the best person to send away. <laughs> or they're going to have some beef with you, maybe. Use a persona. And success. Even a six. Nice. Okay, so you, you, you spot Squinty standing over there by the cannons. Who's Squinty? <laughs> He's the best shot I know on the crew. All right. Squinty, yeah, you grab a couple guys and uh, rifles and... You can be uh, overwatch for the group of us that are going in to grab the treasure chest. Right up. He starts rounding up a few. Five, six, uh, maybe maybe seven pirates uh, and head off, hide among the trees. Get it all worked out that we've got, if we are into trouble, the line we're going to be running back towards where they'll provide covering fire. And then when we get a little farther, we'll have the cannons to provide the massive fire. Okay. Uh, and I assume, of course, that, that you know, you came back, uh, Susan, and you detransformed. Yes, I did. So you're there on the firing line, I assume. Or if you want to be, of course, you can be part of the part of the little excursion team, I suppose. I am feeling a little bit tired, but stay on the firing line for now, then. Apparently, going to get the well. Of course, he has to go because he knows where the treasure is. Yeah, I'll go. If you didn't pick up the sword when you when you left, then it's on the ground there somewhere as well. If you want to claim it. I'll have to do that because I know where that is. So you move in, no problem. The the ants seem to take note of you and move away a little bit. Um, you can see their like antennae moving and and shifting, and uh, the little heads swivel a bit as they're moving off uh, out of your out of your um, way. And you make it to the the little uh, well, what's left of the the building uh, where you hid the the chest. Mm-hmm. The chest is still there, uh, unmolested, wrapped, like you left it. Okay, grab boys, let's get back. All right, so you, your handful of pirates start uh, hauling it up and um, start to move. And, uh, I think this is kind of possibly a die of fate situation more than anything else. Oh, it is a one. Okay, of course it's a one. We knew it was going to be a one. It's always a one when it matters. It's like the maker has a particular sense of humor. So, of course, once you've grabbed the chest, right, and you're, you're moving out, and Susan, you've claimed the sword, and you're, you're waiting for them, or, you know, maybe you did it on the way in, right, and um, you're coming. Probably better on the way in, yeah. There's a crashing uh, in the trees, and Crowley and Susan, you know this particular sound already, because you've already been chased by a giant warrior ant once. You know what the sound is. You know what's coming. But this sounds like there's more than one. Back to the cannons, quick. <laughs> I'd say get inside and yell, open fire. You want to you hide inside? I'll follow Crowley's lane, whatever he calls. If we've got enough of a lead that we can get back to the covering fire of the cannons, then we'll do that. If it's like, oh, no, they're going to be right on top of us, then let's go for, for cover. And You do remember that... Uh, the warrior ant that was twitching downstairs could get in here. So you're not necessarily safe in the ruins, right? No, we're not. And the final chamber is now under rubble. So you can't hide in that one. So the only safety really is safety from the cannons. Either finding a new place to hide in the ruins or dashing for for your support to fire. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Neither do we have enough of a lead that I think we can get back. It's possible. It's possible. It's no longer just you and uh, and um, and Wilton hauling the the. Ch- I mean, there are four of them now hauling the chest, and um, there are a couple that have that are free. You know, that can fire at ants. We've got the Overwatch. Correct, and the cannons. So, I mean, you're in a fairly good position. Even if, even if they were to overtake you, quote unquote, like they they would come into the firing line pretty quickly. We're lugging it. All right. All right. Uh, so let's see how badly into 
into the fire you draw the ants, right? So let's do a versus speed test. So it's going to be, uh, well, I think you both have like a speed of four, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's good. Uh, one of you roll rolls, uh, the other helps, and you're going to get four helping dice from the pirates. And I'm going to roll for the the oncoming ants. And uh, the more successes you generate over them, the the worse it's going to be for them in terms of like how how badly out in the open they are when the the covering fire and the and the cannons start opening up. Okay, so I, I'll do the help. Five helping die then with Bonham. And do I know how many dice I'm going against? Uh, let me check. Eight. Oh no, of course it's t- uh, ten. And the consequences of failure were. So you have four helping dice from the pirates and one from um, Susan. This is simply like how badly exposed these ants are going to be to your your various pirate barrages when you are both out in the open, right? So if you manage to draw them out far, you're you're quite far close to your lines, right? When when um when your guys open up, then these these uh, ants are going to be really well exposed, and that's the more successes you generate over them. So it's essentially a graduated test. If you don't su- succeed in generating any, su- any successes, then it's going to be a very close situation. But they're still going to be pelted with uh, musket balls and, and cannons. I'm just thinking when it's going to be the, the appropriate time to spend Artha. Is it now, or is it going to be in the firing after this? If you want to avoid getting into any kind of melee with warrior ants, this would be the time to spend them. I'll spend a couple then. Go ahead and roll so I've got an obstacle to put in here. Will do. Uh, one, ow! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Ouch. But you have a decent amount of dice, so don't fandrel this, please. <laughs> Ooh. I have three sixes. <laughs> oh, you have a devil, yes. <laughs> Though that doesn't mean that they won't all fail me. Oh, come on. You're going to roll 666 again. That, that's a given. Come on. Uh, almost. Nice. <laughs> so eight and uh, nine, actually. Okay. So nine success. So two over the, over them. So you get a decent head start. And by the time, um, uh, I mean, you're, you're not at the firing line. You're, you're still a good distance away, but... Um, the ants just rush out, and they're kind of uh, desperate to get at you. Clearly, there are three of them: huge warrior, cla- you know, the warrior ant that was after you, and the type of warrior ant that was after you in the, the previous episodes. Not this one, not the stinger one. But now we have, you know, first the the uh, Overwatch team, little Overwatch team that start firing with muskets. Um, they end up neutralizing one ant that just crashes into the ground. Another is, is being pelted with um, cannon fire. The third and final one seems to... Let's have a little let's have a little steel test for that one. It's pretty solid. So it is a crazy ant after all. One, two, three. It ends up hesitating. It's like, okay, what the shit, right? And in the, in the time it takes it to regain its, its composure, uh, your second fire line, firing line comes in with their pistols, and we don't even have to roll. Like they, you know, they finish it off. It manages to get to the firing line and maybe wrap its mandibles around a, a, a cannon, but then it dies. Right? It's shot to pieces. So it's it's a close, sweaty encounter, but but you've made it. Well done, man. Yeah, the pirates are all ecstatic. <laughs> all right, so let's. Uh... Start making our way back to the ship. So they start packing up, start hauling the cannons. Squinty key, uh, tries to, you know, uh, bring up the rear. I'd like that big black bastard to come out. I'd like to see it <laughs> full of holes. <laughs> it's a little late for that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so in the interest of expediency, you make it back to camp. The uh, the foreman there, um, or you know, the leader rather, the excavation head. Uh, Jean-Jacques, uh, the dwarf, he um, he congratulates you, and and uh, you know he can see that you have a hall, and you know uh, he's very happy, and he petitions you to, of course, bring his men on board, you know, to the first place of of civilization. You're of course free to deny or or agree. We'll do that, you know. Maybe some of his men uh, want to take up a pirating life. 
not impossible. <laughs> not impossible. Okay, so you, you end up rounding them up. You make it back to the ship. I think one of the final things um, for the session is we see uh, it was you hauling up the anchor and and preparing to to leave right, and then uh, maybe the camera like moves a little off to the side, and we can see some speck on the on the distance on the the horizon line on the water. That's probably a ship, right? And um, that's what we're gonna draw the the events of today uh, to a close. But congratulations, you made it away off with the treasure you made off with um, the bag of the jewelries you made made off with the sword minus scabbard of course which was a bit unfortunate minus uh, godfrey minus godfrey technically <laughs> not dead yet if you still have uh that persona yes i do then if you're willing to spend it i'd be willing to say that although you suffer a mortal wound in an unspeakable insectoid um sacrificial ritual you actually survive somehow stuck in the southern lands until i get rescued again <laughs> yeah i'm wearing armor made out of chitin i got this <laughs> eye patch yeah <laughs> in the event that we, we come back to this at some point the chest the chest itself is a six die fund um so you, you can add that to any resource test you make uh, and any tax you incur on the resource test will go toward the fund first. Um, so you'll slowly deplete, you know, your your ill-gotten gold. Going through the various uh, jewelries, uh, eventually Bonham will be able to to identify a few notable pieces of jewelry, particularly uh, a ring, uh, which appears to be. Um, an old sorcerer's kind of like a ring of protection D and D style that gives you armor. That's going to bring in a, a lot of wealth, or it, you could sell it for something. And uh, the rest of the jewelries uh, are valuable enough that you could get something like you know uh, eight or nine cash on hand dice for them if you were to like find a good buyer. Now those go away right away when you use them, but on the other hand, you know you never know when they might come in handy. And the sword. I mean, they got the sword. Right. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting beast. Uh, I, I don't suppose you use it a whole lot since it's a rare, valuable artifact. Yeah. Okay. Then you don't really get to know much about it. Um, it, it seems it seems frightfully sharp and made of a strange obsidian-like substance, which shouldn't be possible, but it is mm -hmm. clearly like an artifact of ancient wizard empires what you want to do what you intend to do with all of this how you how you end up you know distributing the shares of the spoil the spoils of your your um expedition will i guess we'll find out right are you going to murder each other over the treasure or you know <laughs> it ends up buried somewhere with <laughs> only crowley surviving <laughs> well i've pretty much said what my plan was in relation to the treasure. I wasn't really trying to get the treasure, but I would like the captain and some others to show the treasure to the chapter house so that, uh, you know. Why are they there for some of the stuff? They know, and and there are definitely strong potential buyers there, for sure. Well, I think in most of these uh, stories, though, you, know, you never get the tale of what they do with the, the loot. They, they get the treasure and that's it. <laughs> so we don't go into an epilogue of what I'm planning to do with the rest of my life and how I'd like to change the direction of magical research. Do you guys want to... I, I don't think today, maybe with everybody's uh, kind of energy levels and headache and so forth for Tad, I don't think it's necessarily very fair to have a trait vote. So We'll make a case that my first belief I actually succeeded in, posthumously. Well, we—if you spent that persona, then it's not posthumous. It's, in fact, you know, I'm still alive. But my, my first one was I adore uh, her. I swear I do my best to show her relationship that she's been a fool to fall Didon. I think I did that. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave the particulars if in the if, in the eventuality that you want to pick this up again at some point. We can see where the characters are in, there uh, at that point. 
Um, art awards, maybe, just for the hell of it. All right, yeah, uh, totally. Take a persona for um, for showing her leadership. She's been a fool to follow Danton. No, I will make a case I did not succeed in the second one, though, because I was out of the action, so I couldn't help her escape from the ruins. No. Though, now on the, on the devil's hand, by my being sacrificed... You made it, made it, yep, you made it possible with your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That's a persona. And a fate for attempting to defeat the emissary. All right. Um, yeah. Neither my instincts really came to play, so... No, I don't think anything so, in particular. I will say my call on trait Iron Stomach will probably come into play in my months of recuperation on that island. Unfortunately, it's not in play. So. <laughs> Unless we pick it up from a different perspective and, and uh, the others play like native, <laughs> like native Southerners discovering the weird half-corpse. <laughs> Orc life pads. <laughs> <laughs> that could be pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> emotional dice. <laughs> so two persona and one fate. And I think, unfortunately, the session ended up being a little mechanical, but that's only because this is like the first actual fight in years for me and the first ever fight for poor Tad. So I kind of ate up a chunk of time. But I certainly preferred it to, uh, oh, yeah, uh, let's do a versus power test. <laughs> I, that's a... A failure, I think, of this system is that it either has like the attempt to resolve everything in one roll, or this super complicated takes two hours for an exchange. Yeah, I'm leaning in that direction too. So, Bonham, your beliefs. Uh, congratulations, Persona. You managed to get out in one piece. Yay! You also did not prevent uh, the turkey from getting out in one piece. You didn't really push for it, but you didn't actually, you know, you didn't, yeah, you didn't prevent it either. So, and of course, you got the treasure out. So, take a persona for that. And it, well, at least you attempted to exploit small-minded cowardice, but I don't know if it got you into trouble necessarily. No, you kind of already were in trouble. You presented, you you de- dove into trouble in order to exploit small-minded cowardice, so to speak. I don't know. I don't. I don't think any of your traits really. No in uh, i agree three persona there you need to take a bath after all this but that's a completely different issue <laughs> okay congratulations crowley you got out of the ruins with the treasure and well at least you managed to rescue bonham right more or less half a persona yeah <laughs> i'll give you a fate persona and a fate yeah Kind of a, a brief play for you this session, so there wasn't a whole lot else. Uh, yeah. So workhorse and MVP. What do you guys think? I can see workhorse going to uh, going to Wilton. He's fighting a giant ant. <laughs> I'll take that. Facilitating the expedient escape of the others. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Any MVPs at all? We get to the. Again, my difficulty of telling the difference between the workhorse and the MVP, it's like, damn, we couldn't have done it without his body. It can award it to the same player, but um, I would maybe, okay, I can't vote, but I would maybe suggest uh, Crowley for circling up Squinty and having um, an extra firing line to actually ensure you got away with the treasure. Yeah, I'll back that up. All right, think that. Maybe it. Oh, you know what? Crowley and uh, Sawbones take a deeds for uh, rescuing the uh, excavation team from almost certain boredom and uh, starvation and possible cannibalism, possible feeding by ants. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had every intention of getting them out mm-hmm. as long as it was permissible to the captain. But... Actually, write down belief and next time this character comes up. Vengeance against D-Don. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Crawler, I've never played to you before. Grant me revenge. <laughs> I was sacrificed to you, you know. <laughs> I don't for something. <laughs> so that was, that was our little uh, burning Thacko type um, 
not so little actually, kind of expansive, needlessly expansive, un unfortunately drawn out <laughs> piratey Thacko adventure. So thank you. Hope it thank was you. entertaining enough. Thank you. Uh, it's it's been a gag. Oh, it's doing a block also. So block versus block. No, no, no. We just no, no. block. Ah, lock. 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 Enunciate. Enunciate. I can't apparently enunciate in the Englishy sense. Lock. Yeah. I have to say lock. Your last statement was kind of garbled. I only got a very little bit. It was auto censored. It was too much for Craig's delicate ears. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.